0: This Feast of St. Scholastica has a special place in my heart because of the work I've done with monastic women. She was a monastic herself, and once a year, she would meet her brother, St. Benedict, really the founder of Western monasticism, and they would spend the whole day together. And of course, she couldn't stay in the monastery with the monks, so they would meet in a barn outside of the monastery. And it was getting time to leave, and she wanted to continue her conversation with her beloved brother and said, well, can't we just spend the night talking? He said, no, I've got to go. And immediately, the sky turned black, and the lightning, thunder, torrential rain, they had to stay in the barn. And he turned to his sister and said, what did you do? And he says, well, I asked you for something, and you said no, so I asked it of my God monastic women love it when you tell that story they, they, they giggle, they click their heels together you can tell it three times a day, it never gets old but I want to relate that story to the gospel and to the scriptures we hear from the first book of Kings idiot Jeroboam is like, hey people are worshipping the living God again and not me well that's a problem So what does he do? He brings in the idols. And we know what happens when you bring in the idols. That's a very rapid way of attracting God's attention and disapproval. In contrast, our Lord says, My people are hungry. I shall feed them with human cooperation. It's the exception to have the bread fall from the sky. Here's my point. What's the problem with eyeballs? Well, first of all, they're not God. Second, they pretend to be God, but they're not alive. Read the Psalms, the fools who worship mouths that do not speak, hands that do not touch, eyes that do not see, ears that do not hear. Work of human hands. People deciding that anything other than God should be God, whether it's pride or lust or greed or power, the party, the state, the corporation, something not alive, something not God, something not immortal, something not wise and true and just and good. And when we say it in such stark terms, When we say that sin has taken our capacity to worship, to know and love the one who is true and good and beautiful and give it to a dead thing. That's horrifying. Why would anyone do that? And yet we know that we do. What's the moral of the story? Lent is coming Lent is the time to go through the attics and basements and closets of our lives, looking for our idols, looking for our beloved forbidden pleasures, looking for our wrong and dishonest loyalties, and say, you all have to go, because my mind, my heart, my body are dedicated only to the living God. Lent is right around the corner. Please start it prepared. Start it with a plan. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.